Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code GLOW. Phil Tiger Slacker Podcast Hello Slackers, I hope you're good, hope you're well Hope everything is good and gravy wherever it is you are This is the Slacker Podcast, you're a slacker and I am the, the, the slacker in charge today I am Phil Taggart um, If you've just uh, come on for this podcast and this is the first time that you've ever been here um, Then hello, nice to meet you, hope you're good Tell me something about yourself Oh wow, wow, that's that's very, very interesting I, I never, I never thought about it like that before. Um, there's loads of podcasts for you to go back about. Uh, this is a primarily um, 99.9% a music podcast where we just get the best musicians and artists on every single week um, to talk through sometimes early demos, sometimes early moments in their musical career. Uh, and we kind of just hope that it veers off into very interesting um, digressions and subjects and and all the rest of it. Um, if you haven't already, there's a, a YouTube channel now that goes along with uh, the podcast. So it would be amazing if you subscribe to that because I know we've got thousands and thousands of listeners on the Slacker podcast, but the YouTube channel is in its infancy and it's only a wee baby. And um, it like it has, because it's a little baby, it's only got little baby numbers um, as well. And it's really hard starting YouTube channels, like learning like thumbnails and like how to actually shoot things. I've been living in the world of audio for much too long. Um, so I'll put a link to the, the Slacker uh, Phil YouTube page down below so you can go and subscribe to that and see see like 
visualize actually what what you're listening to because I will be putting up a lot. I I record all the podcasts. I will be putting a lot of them up there, um, as well. Also, see the slackers that are supporting the the podcast on the Patreon. What a sound bunch of lads! A great bunch of lads, really, really are. Seriously, thank you so much to everybody who um who helps helps out with the the slacker podcast. There's a couple of new new few that uh, joined in. Um, this week it's two pound uh, or two dollars even which is even less um, like minimum and you get loads of extra bonus stuff bonus podcasts um, I've got like loads of different like playlists and stuff that I'm putting up it's loads of stuff heaps and heaps of stuff over on the patreon which I'll link to below as well and I'm just brings us like neatly on to our, our slacker guest um, this week so different to last week isn't it how many Jaden Smiths could you get into Bob Geldof in terms of years? <laughs> I must add. Um, a couple, anyway. Um, it's definitely a varied uh, lineup that we've got this year. I've got loads more. I'm, I'm probably booked up now until November in terms of um, how many podcasts we have. I, I thought it was, was very interesting to sit down with Jaden um, because I, I, I quite like his music. Um I like the the single that he had coming out of his new album, Cool uh, CVT Three, and uh, I just think he's like an interesting dude, and he'll have a lot to say, and he and he did. Um, and here it is, our Slacker podcast with Jaden in three, two, one. Hey, how are you? Hey, man. Yeah, I'm not too bad. How you doing? I'm fantastic, man. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Yeah, thank, thanks for coming on. I love your background. I, I need to like work thank on you. mine. <laughs> no, I, I appreciate that, man. Welcome to the Slacker Podcast, Jaden Smith. How you doing? I'm doing really good, bro. What about you? Yeah, I'm good. Like, it's, it, like over where, we're, where we are at the minute, it's Brighton in the UK. It's like coastal. The sun's going down. It's 7 p.m. I'm going to like have a glass of wine or something like after this wow. yeah, i'm gonna chill i'm straight chilling what about you that's awesome man i'm just i'm just hanging out here man it's actually like it's 11 here we're just hanging out about to just get the day started and uh probably go get in the studio or something wicked man have you, have you got a studio in your in your house do you, do you leave your house to go to the studio how does that work yeah i do have like a small like yeah i have like a mic set up to a computer in my house which qualified studio these days uh, but uh yeah i don't have like a full-on recording studio inside of my house but i do just have enough to just record vocals is that like a is that a dream because like you see these rock stars and like they roll out of bed and they like roll into their studio and it's like yeah full like like live room drum room vocal room having a studio in the house would definitely be a dream yeah 100 percent but you see, the thing is, like, I've got like a, a tiny little, tiny little room that, at the back of my house where I'm recording all this right now, and like, I set all this up during COVID because I was like, right, I, I won't see anybody for ages, so I'm gonna set all this. Oh, up. The only problem is, anytime I do an interview, my dog starts barking. My dog is like, wow. I want in on this. That's hilarious. That's awesome. Do you have a dog? Uh, do you have a cat? Do you have any pets? You know, my parents actually do have a bunch of uh, pets. They do. So when I go and visit them, I feel like I have a bunch of pets too because they have so many. Listen, man, congrats on the on the new record. Um, it's coming out uh, next Friday, seven days time. Um, yep. how, how are you feeling on it? Like, is the is the hype train rolling? 
the hype train is definitely rolling. I'm really excited. I'm really happy. Um, yeah, it's it's. I just want to. I want the world to just hear the album because I feel like um, I, I I'm really hoping that you know there's some people out there who can really um, feel it and just relate to it. Is this like a, a trilogy, like like CTV three? Is there going to be like a a four or a five or because like sometimes you see a trilogy and you're like going, that's it, that's like the end of the chapter onto a new chapter. Yes, um, yeah. Sometimes it's just that it just depends on what the fans say. Like, mm. if the fans, you know, bug me for the next like three years about making another cool tape, something. You know, I've already started to think about other cool tape stories, hided sunset tapes to do like something that's like in the world of this. Yeah, but doing like a number four, I don't know. I don't know if I'll do a number four to this, or if I'll do first. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. Like, and if I did, then I would have to make five and six. You know what I mean? So it's going to end up in Star Wars territory, right? Yeah, right. literally. Like, it's 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 there. I was thinking about this, right? When I was listening through to your like records recently, I was like, if Sire is like the angel, right, and Eris is the devil, then mm-hmm. what's TV three? Like, is that like purgatory or like what's going on? So it's like. It would probably be like um, it would probably be like like Sire and Iris were like two extremes of my personality, and then you know um, I think Cool Tape Volume Three is more of like a hey before you ever had before you ever knew that you had these extreme sides to your personality, um, this is what was going on. So it's kind of like the story of me before I found out a lot of stuff about myself that I know now. So. Um, it's kind of like, it's just my journey. This is like, this is like the most comfortable than you must feel on, on record. If this is like the most honest you are, if this is like who you are really. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is the most comfortable that I've ever felt on a record for sure. And that's why I'm so excited for people to hear it as well. Is there like a track on there that like people are going to be talking about? Is there like one or two tracks on there that you're like, when, when this comes out, those are the tracks that everybody's going to be like, Whoa, what did he say there? Yeah, like I, I think that there's this song called "Drop of Drops of Sun" that's really gonna be like. It's gonna be one of those songs that's like you know. I just don't believe that Jaden Smith actually made this song type of thing. I think. Yeah. Um, and I'm really excited for that. Drops of Sun, Photograph, and Deep End are all songs that I think that people are generally gonna be like. I don't understand this. <laughs> at all that's good though like because like the thing is once it's out there it's up for the fans to jump on whatever they think is is the right one like from somebody like myself who's like run a diy record label for ages right when i put out a single i'm like that's going to be their biggest single ever mm-hmm. and then it's the one like two down the road that we just thought was just okay ends up becoming totally like it's it's totally. really, it's hard to like predict what your fans are gonna like it, it really is Big time. Really what, what I really appreciate, like, uh, 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 having, like, sort of seen everything that's going around um, this record, right, is, like, sonically, visually, like, the aesthetics and the sonics connect so well. Like, I feel like when I'm looking at it, I'm hearing it, and I could be listening on mute and vice versa. Do you know what I mean? Totally. totally. Just melds in. Like, how militant are you? keeping that connection together off the aesthetics and the, and the sonics. Yeah. You know, I'm really specific about, you know, the visuals going with the music 
in how it all comes together. Um, I'm very, very, um, I'm into that, you know, that's like a big part of the art for me is like what people are looking at and how they're experiencing it and everything. And yeah, I just, I loved it. I just, the whole art of mixing the visuals and the music with me. And that's why I'm so just keen on making music videos all the time too, because I just, there's just so much fun. Like it just feels fun. Like they're, they're, they're perfect really. Like if you think about it, because you can make a music video and it doesn't, it's like a short film. Like you don't need it to make sense. It doesn't have to necessarily always have like a three act narrative. Mm-hmm. You can just kind of go ham on it. And <laughs> 100%. Where it goes. You can literally do whatever you want. I'm being super nosy, right? See in the background, you've got like a bass there. Mm-hmm. What sort of bass is that? Cause I'll, I'll show you mine. If you, if you show me yours, how about that? Yeah, this is actually, this is a, this is a used Fender bass. So this is a used Fender bass. That is nice. That I got for my um, homies to jam with me. Yeah. Um, so that I could just keep up here in my room. So when I start playing my songs, they can start just like kind of just playing around with me, like on a vibe. Like I have to actually get a proper like bass amp though. Because I don't have one. Me too. I've got like I've only got my bass over. I've like got got it back for the first time after ten years, and it's like the most gorgeous looking guitar. After ten years, what 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 was happening? Um, I uh, I got a job at Radio One and became a broadcaster, like uh, and playing new music and all the rest of it. And I was like, I can't fuck with new music if I'm making my own. So I was like, right. Wow. Well, I'm not making my own anymore. So uh, Oh wow. I, you just got back? Yeah, I just like I dumped I dumped like any of like the idea of like being in another band because like you can't you can't play anybody else's music with um impunity without with while playing in another band, you know what I mean? You, oh yeah. You've got like an iron in the fire and you totally kinda don't want it. You don't want to be that. Like um but at the same time, like you know. I mean, music to me is, it's always there. It's like full 360. Like it's there when I wake up, it's, I'm talking about it. Like even like right now, like we're not playing, mm-hmm. but we're talking about it because we're music fans. And I guess music had a big impact on me because I grew up in a, outside of a small town in a quite like isolated um, environment. So like I, I lost myself in music. Like what was your sort of like journey with music? Like personally, like in the very early days? Yeah, uh, I just, I always had this special connection to making music. And like you said, it's everywhere you wake up, you listen to it, we're talking about it. Music is just all around us. And I just, I think it's so beautiful and amazing. Mm. Um, So, and I've always felt like I needed to express myself in a certain way that really I felt like a lot of people wouldn't get, but it would help us to relate if they did get it. And then I found out later on that a lot of other people might feel that way too and feel like they can't find their way to express themselves. And a song that I make or somebody else makes might be the thing that's like, well, I feel like this all the time or whatever. And it's like, wow, like that's really insightful to like how you are as a person and how I should have conversations with you. When you like, when you think about it, like when, like I feel way better when I hear sad songs because it makes me feel like less like a like a an absolute like leper. Um, totally. Because you you see other people are going through stuff too. Um, mm-hmm. but 
like it's, I had like a real sort of like special moment with like music at the very beginning. I remember like hearing it when I was like three or four and um, and rem- like having that sort of moment going, what, what is this? Like, did you yeah. have a, did you have like a, an early moment with music that you are an early record that like really sort of spoke to you? Um, oh yeah. Living my life like it's golden. Living my life like it's golden. Living my life like it's golden. <laughs> that song really, um, that song like really impacted me where I was like, wow, this is a song and I'm listening to it and it's awesome. And I'm like, wow. And people made, someone made this song. Like, and like, that was a real moment for me where I was like, man, music, like this is fantastic. Like I might want to, make this when i get older (laughs) (laughs) i mean the idea of like making music when you're that age is like it doesn't exist like you're just like yeah pots and pans off like totally 100 was there like any like uh groups or like acts that you were like obsessed with because you're like what you're like a 98 baby right so Mm -hmm. you would have been like cognitive (laughs) from about what like 2003 yeah 100 percent. like i'm trying to think like what was popping like then that you would have been like i like i think i was like i think at that point in time i was still just like outside like playing in the dirt like looking for worms and stuff but like i can't remember the first real thing that i was like obsessed with musically um Honestly, like the first real thing that I was obsessed with was Kid Cudi. Like it took me all the way up until like becoming like a teenager pretty much to like be like, wow, I'm obsessed with Kid Cudi. He's like a mentor of yours though. He's been, he's been part of your story and part of your progress um, since, since really early. I, I find that like really beautiful to see because like, I mean, he didn't end up featuring on any of your songs until like really recently. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so he, he has been a mentor uh, of mine for a really, really long time. And yeah, we haven't done anything together in, until recently. And yeah, he's just a great, great guy. And I really appreciate his work and everything that he's done. And just him as a person, he's amazing. When when you're like working with him, like when you're like 12, 13, 14, it's like, it's like the equivalent of going to like football camp or something but like for totally for like music 100 <laughs> percent. it's you're like not good enough at that stage like you're learning to run and like you know like do you know what i mean 100 like, it's it's you, insane it was like yeah it was the best experience ever like i i don't know i look back on it i'm like i just that's crazy i can't even think of that now I've got like this in my head where like Kid Cuddy's like um, the old guy in Rocky and you're like Rocky and you're like, he's training. <laughs> <and>, like, <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Did, like, did, did he help you like learn to rap? Like, like obviously your dad was a great rapper as well. Like, um, is it in the blood or does it something that has to be worked, worked at? Oh, it's definitely something that has to be worked at for sure. I think that um, you really just have to work and work and work. It's like, you know, I've been doing this for like 10 years ish and I'm still just getting to the place where people are starting to think they have some cool raps sometimes, you know what I mean? Like, so it definitely takes a really long time, I would say. Cause like, was the first thing that you put out, like I saw this picture on your like Twitter and I laughed. I was just like, oh my God, these guys, like there's, these are literal rugrats. They're like short, mm-hmm. 
I was like, totally. the, first, the first thing you put out was like a, it was a feature on a Justin track, wasn't it? Yeah, that was the first, that, that song was for Karate Kid. That was the first, my first movie and my first song. <laughs> the photo, because you put it on Twitter like a couple of weeks ago. Totally. And like, you look like you're like freaking three foot. <laughs> yeah, literally, it's insane. And Justin Bieber's got that like early just to be fair, like I look like the old, like real old haggard fucked up. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. But he did have his swoosh going on for sure. <laughs> so like obviously, I mean, if you're if your first piece of music was made with, with with Justin, like it must be nice to come full circle, I guess, like back on this record. Yeah, it really is. It's really great to come full circle. Um, and it's really exciting. Like the, the compare and contrast must be really funny. If like what? Oh, it's gonna be next level. I'm so. I haven't, heard, I haven't heard the Justin track that you're that you're on at the minute, but like, have you guys always been like close friends like that, or have has it been ten years difference between seeing each other or what? No, no, we've we've stayed close friends, seeing each other multiple times a year. I would say for the past ten years. Do you he like- actually called me just before I, I got on this and I was like, man, I have to do a Zoom really quickly. I have to call you back, bro. <laughs> I just love the fact that like, you know, you like, you just sort of like screamed Bieber for me. You were like going, yeah, not today. Not today. <laughs> I was like, uh, I'll call you back later. Um, like, it, it, like, you must have like such a connection because like you guys both got super famous super early uh, and you probably, you probably didn't get that time to like run about LA or run about wherever you were like mm-hmm. with um you know on, like with an like with a certain like anonymous like nature so like does, mm-hmm. does that bring you closer together because you kind of understand each other better yeah definitely I mean he he's obviously gone through that a lot more than me um but I definitely it, it was a it was a point of our bond and us coming together where it's like we're both like can't do this and we both can't do that and we both have to have this happen to them. you know what I mean like it's like oh man it's awesome like so that that that's definitely been a big source of us bonding but we just really we're into the same stuff you know if we never did any of this stuff I think that we would still be homies if we found a way to meet because we're just into a lot of the same things hey I'm Ryan Reynolds recently I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts they said what the f*** are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass!" so to recap we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees promote for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash post. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. 
Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. What do you do to hang out like um, when you're not making music? What do I do? Yeah, like do you like do you like go skateboarding or like I know you're a boarder, right? Yeah, I'll skateboard or I will surf or I will like ride around on a dirt bike and just whatever I do in that day, I'll always end it with watching the sunset. That's beautiful. Is that like why you've got that like huge um, sunset right behind you? Yes. That is gorgeous. Yeah. So when you say you're going to watch the sunset every night, you just come into that room and just like look at it. <laughs> That's hilarious. I tried to actually go up to the hill where I took that photo and watch the sunset. Was oh, that your own photo? That's gorgeous. That's a, that's a that's an amazing pic. Um, Thank you. I want to go back to the skating because like I'm I'm obsessed because like I I skated for like my whole teenage years. Like I've pretty much crumpled and destroyed every single bone in my foot and leg mm. um, just by screwed up skating. Like what what do you prefer? Like do you do you, are you like street skater? Do you like jumping on like quarter pipes or what? what, what yeah, do you- I, I don't really skate transition too much. Um, but like, I just yeah, I just like to skate on the street and hang out and skate through New York. Like that's just that's my vibe. Like that's so much fun. I, I think that as good as I ever got was like I could like heel flip down like a five set. Maybe that was probably oh, that's, wow, that's fire. That's as far, far as I ever get. I'm like too old to skate now. If I like, if I did like a heel flip down a five set now, my whole spine would rupture and my like, <laughs> <would explode. laughs> That's so funny. Um, yeah, but like, I love skating. The thing I love about skating so much is like the community of it. Like you're just mm-hmm. like in a group, in a bubble and it's you against the world. Yeah. That's so beautiful. I'm I'm psyched for the new Tony Hawks to come out as well. Oh yeah, that's gonna be wild. Do you? Do you and there's supposed to be a new skate coming out too, right? Soon, hopefully. Do you game much? Um, I do sometimes, but I haven't gamed all of quarantine. Um, that's like the, that's like the perfect time to game. I it's the perfect time, and it, it makes me nervous that I'm like not a gaming anymore because if I'm not gaming now, when am I gonna game? <laughs> you know it's like man i feel like i'm a disgrace like i should have my fucking world of warcraft tab pulled up just like behind this zoom just waiting for me to, you know what i mean but i don't like <laughs> and under a normal life i would but like i don't know i haven't been playing world of warcraft man i just i don't know why you should be playing world of warcraft like while this is happening and like mm-hmm. just like feigning interest and then literally <laughs> like just playing world of warcraft like and like I, I would be so obsessed before where I would like think about that, but like I just don't. It's I, I just don't play anymore. And I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you're growing up. I think I'm like growing back. I'm I'm going backwards. Like I didn't game. Totally. <laughs> I'm too busy for the shit. Like I've got various different things to be doing. And yeah, since quarantine came in, I was just like, man, I guess this is my life now. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. I don't know how you ever find the time to game anyway, man. Because like you, you, like you're on like you're on the clock, at least like from from what it looks like from the outside. Like I know for myself, like if you don't work a nine to five, then doing loads of different things isn't that hectic because you're not doing a nine to five. But at the same time, like you've got like your your charity, you're like your nonprofit. Um, 
like the the art like the art that you make um the the various different like merch and like all sorts of different things like you you really sort of like do manage to marry the multi-platform thing creating to you is definitely more than just one platform at a time isn't it totally totally i love to just create on a bunch of different levels all at once whether it's through 501c3 and the work that we're doing in flint whether it's through you know creating awareness for voting here in america with voters my my vote af campaign whether it's through um you know all these different things i just love to be creative and to make things with um with the voting stuff like uh, is that something that's like super a super big passion of yours like as i saw you like retweeting like billy eilish and she was like talking about it quite quite recently it feels like the the youth in america are probably more mobilized now than ever before yeah i think the youth is very mobilized and i think we're ready to vote and get out there and like change the world for the better yeah because it, it sucks like um when i like talk to my american friends and they all they, they're like talking about trump and stuff and i'm just like like it, it sucks for you but then at the same time we live in the uk and i've got like the fucking diet version of donald trump like with boris johnson in charge so like it's not it's not very good this side of the, the water other um but i was thinking about this like um a couple of weeks ago i was like you've got the, the three p's of the apocalypse in 2020 you've got politics the pandemic and police and mm-hmm. that's what's happening in in the u.s and, and and throughout the world as well but like definitely the police thing in the u.s like how does that affect you like personally like how does that make you feel I mean, racism has just gotten more blatant than ever um, in the world and specifically in the UK, uh, specifically in the US. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, it's its really sad and it's terrible to see all of the terrible things that are happening and the people that have been killed in this process and just because of the color of their skin. And it's been happening for a long time. And it's continuing to happen. And I'm just proud that people are actually standing up because there was a time where people would be found in the morning, hanging from a tree and people wouldn't say anything and people wouldn't care or or it wouldn't spread around to really spread awareness to try to find out um, what happened and who killed this person and that it was a hate crime, you know? And now that people are actually waking up and seeing that these things are happening, um, where a lot of people would try to say, oh, racism doesn't exist before. And now people can clearly see, oh, no, it does exist. It's happening. And it's a very real thing. And it's so sad and it's so terrible and it's heartbreaking and it's disgusting. But I'm just glad that the whole world is a witness, is, is here to witness this so that we can move on and we can actually make a change. What sort of tangible things can, can I do as like a white person to help um, things move forward in a in a good and and, and positive way because it is a question I've kind of asked myself throughout this because the conversation has like has been so much deeper. I would say that it's really important to educate. That's the most important thing that we need to do. We need to learn about what has happened in order to move forward from what has happened. To educate ourselves on what's happening in the world. To educate ourselves on what has happened on slavery, on segregation, on systemic racism. Um, and just all the different ways that the system has been used to make sure that the people of color um, suffer more in each culture all over the world everywhere. Um, So I feel like the more that we can understand this suppression upon the society, um, 
we can move forward from it and we can speak on it from a place where we do understand more than we did at a different time because we're all um, learning from the times. Yeah. So I think, yeah, educating is the most important thing um, just on black history and black culture. Like knowing the way the albums are are generally recorded, like uh, they're normally recorded about a year before they they come out, like sometimes, but like with everything that's happened this year, is it really difficult for you to create like, tracks or art in any way shape or form without it being educated by by the the politics and the racism and the and, and stuff like what's happening yeah you know being a black man it's hard for me to make an album in general without it having to do with that i mean that's completely what iris in my last album was it was all about this and it was all about police brutality and if you look at the music videos there's very there's there's extreme hints to what the album is about and what it's talking about and it's very much so hard to create anything regardless of these times or not it's hard to create any type of art that doesn't have this um at the forefront of it who do you think are like the cultural leaders and the and and the spokespeople that you look up to um for this because like i i enjoy like getting having sort of people suggest me going and listening to or reading or, or, or watching just to educate myself a little bit more. And I, I find that like uh, killer Mike from, from run the jewels spoke a lot of sense about this. 100% killer Mike is a very, very educated man. I really um, love the things he talks about. Um, and for me personally, I've just been watching Malcolm X um, interviews. Mm-hmm. That's it. Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, um, and just educating myself on people that are here right now talking about it and the people that have been talking about it because we've been singing these songs for a really long time. It, it's, it's funny, like one of the biggest genres that um, deals with uh, political unrest is, is punk rock. And if you look at like the, maybe the front cover of your like new album, um, you'd be like, oh, this is as far away from punk rock as possible. But it's, it's not like I, when, when I think about, about you and your music, like, you are you ha- have got a bit of a punk ethos to you, don't you? Definitely with my last album, for sure. Yeah, I think that like uh, you can you can hear it in the in, in the sonics, but also like I mean the the sort of DIY nature of punk of going listen, nobody's telling me what to do. I'm going to go and do it myself. I'm going to do it. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Well, I've also noticed both of us are radio hosts. You've done like a show on Beats now, haven't you? Yeah, I have. <laughs> like, why did you find that? I I just, they reached out to me and they uh, wanted me to come on to be um, a radio host. And I was like, I definitely will. This sounds amazing. I always like, um, like hearing how like musicians de- deal with like their first radio show where they have to sit, stand behind a mic and play tracks. Because I, I think that everybody thinks it's really easy, but it's actually harder than it looks. Totally. It's so much harder than it looks. It's crazy. Definitely giving a lot of props to you. Oh, like that, that sounds like I was fishing, wasn't it? I was just like going, yes. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, that's so funny. Um, I saw like on on um TikTok there was a Jaden Smith TikTok challenge. That's how you knew, mm-hmm. you, right? And the TikTok challenge was how many times can you say Jaden Smith in one video? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's hilarious. I feel like once you once you've made it onto like TikTok, then you're 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 fine. You're you're golden for life. <laughs> totally, totally. TikTok is a crazy one. 
is it something that like you think about like in, like do you think about how you use your social media for for good or or for like for business or is it something that is a necessary evil like i personally i really hate it but i need it you know what i mean mm-hmm. um yeah i think that you can really use it for a lot of good if there's if there's good out there in the world to talk about or things that you're involved in i feel like you can you know you it's just a platform you know, you can use the platform to put amazing things on it, or you can use the platform to, you know, to not. And I feel like it's really important to put positive and um, impactful things on our platforms. Big time. I, I, I want to talk about your first mixtape, The Cool Cafe. Mm-hmm. Right. So it came out like 2012. Am I right? I think so. I don't know. My, my time is all over the place. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, 2012. So the Cool Cafe, you can't really find that. Like, it's not on Spotify. It's not on Apple Music. Um, I think like maybe somebody has put it up somewhere on 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 YouTube or whatever. Mm-hmm. Is there a reason for that? Are you like going, uh, that was that was too early. I don't want that represented me or like or. No, I wish that was on Apple Music. I want. I would. I want as many people to hear that as possible. Um, you need to shout out your man Zane Low. Go and put that up. Yeah, it has samples in it, but it can't be cleared. There's a lot of, every song is someone else's song. No, okay. Yeah. Like, surely you can clear that in like 2020 where you can just like go, here, take I hope, I'll go through and try, but there's, yeah, like every song, like Purity Bring, Cuddy, um, there's all these different artists. Okay. Surely of all the people it'll clear it kid kid cuddy like yeah i'm sure cuddy cuddy would probably clear it but then i have to clear the other 16 songs so that's why it's still on uh the internet. dope that you've got purity ring on there i haven't heard that track like i'm a big purity ring fan i love the i love the darkness and the macabre of like their their music totally they're uh, awesome what was that? What was it like putting together that mixtape? It must have been really fun. Like it being your first like piece of music that was out in the world. Yes, it was really fun. It was it was like the start. It was the start. It was the full, full fledged beginning of just the whole vibe. And yeah, I'm just happy about it. That 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 was fun. I was like thinking, right? Like it must be hard for you to to shock like your family, right? Because like when you when you start when I started playing music, right? Um, I would like shock my mom by coming home dressed in military gear and like have things pierced and just like look really weird. And mom would be like, going, what the fuck are you doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whereas like your mom was in a metal band, like she was mm-hmm. in a proper hardcore like metal band. It mm-hmm. must be really hard for you to like shock your mom by like going like, this is what I'm doing. And she's like, well, do you know what? Hold my devil horns. Like, <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, yeah, no, like it's definitely hard to shock them for sure. Well, like I haven't actually like listened too much to, to your mom's metal band. Have you ever seen them play? Yeah. I was on tour with them for a long time. When you were like, how old were you? Like, were you a kid? Yeah, I was probably like 10. God, what? Holy crap. What's it like to go on tour when you're 10? Freaking fire. (laughs) Really? Yeah, most fire thing ever. I mean, have to do school like in different cities, like with your teacher and stuff, like on a bus. Like it's awesome. I mean, no two days are the same, and then you get to go and watch a rock concert every night. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, that's that's so mad. I never really thought about what it must be like to go on on tour and 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 all of that. You must have like lived off carrots and hummus because like that's all a touring is, right? Touring is totally playing live music and then eating carrots and hummus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's your relationship like touring yourself? Like, what 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 do you like about playing live? Um. It's just fun. I like to 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 get in front of the fans and to play music, and it's just a lot of fun. Who is like the, who's like your favorite live artist? Like who have you seen? Like Kendrick's mine. I saw Kendrick a couple of years ago, and I was just like, God, man, nobody's beating this guy. Um, yeah, Kendrick's amazing. Kendrick's amazing. I would say, or like Tyler the Creator is really amazing. Um, yeah. I yeah like I <laughs> I met Tyler once right uh, you know, Tyler you, obviously like you're you're good friends with him right but like he doesn't like doing interviews and he doesn't like journalists right mm-hmm. which which I know for certain so like before he was banned in the UK he did like a thing where he got like loads of journalists onto a bus outside Vice and drove them to a paintball and thing and he oh yeah. Yeah, him and his cronies like had paintballs and they, sh- they basically just shot loads of journalists with paintballs over and wow, over. Wow, that's awesome. And I was like, that, and then he sort of like refused to do the interviews like afterwards as well. And I was like, that's like the most Tyler thing ever. Totally. Yeah, that's hilarious. Um, did, did he work on this record with you? Did you just like work together on this? No, we didn't. We did not work together on this record whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But um we definitely want to work uh probably in the future with you on haze or you are vice versa we don't know we don't know i don't know i don't know what his musical plans are in his life i don't know yeah well like um i like i love um rory like i i haven't heard oh rory is amazing yeah he he came on me like like it was incredible the first time i heard his music and then he kind of went away for a bit and I haven't heard anything from him in a while. So like, actually this is the first time he's popped up back in my sort of periphery vision was like on, on your album. Um, he's a real creative force, isn't he? Yeah. He's amazing. So like, what, what are, what are like the, the big goals that you've got like musically? Like what, what is like a, a metric of success for you? Is it, is it like having a certain amount of people live? Is it like having a certain amount of streams? Is it selling a certain amount of albums? Like what, what is success for you? I want to make one person feel like they ha- are understood by someone in that they're heard. What artist did that for you? Uh, Cuddy did that for me. And the, ins- the inspiration and like the influences on um, CTV3, like, like what, what are you pulling in? Like there's so many, so much hip hop, so much indie beats, but like, who were the artists and the art that sort of spoke to you when you were making that record? The Beach Boys and Tribe Called Quest. Incredible. I hear, I hear both as well. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Tribe, like having Fife Dog and Q-Tip is like the perfect, like we were talking angels and devils earlier on. They are the angels mm-hmm. and the devils, like both mm-hmm. of the roughest and the smoothest together. Mm-hmm. On um, so yeah, man, thank you so much for coming on the, on the Slacker podcast. Um, much love, uh, for that. And yeah, thanks man. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs>